Alrighty, welcome back guys, welcome back to... Can I help you? Episode 13. 13. Oh my goodness, 13 weeks in. Oh god, is that even, is that even a thing? It's a month, it's, a, it's three moving. months and a week. That's what it is. Oh, I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> You asked what is, is 13 <laughs> weeks Don't look at me like that, Cliff. You asked oh, is 13 weeks a thing, okay, so okay. I answered okay. you. It is a thing, okay. Okay. Um, we have a special guest today, and we'll introduce him in a second. Um, let's get started with our, how was your week? It was good. Uh, yesterday was our uh, two and a half year anniversary of dating. Oh, shit. You I, act like you didn't know. I didn't know. Oh I my god. Didn't know. Get, it's not like I wish you a here. happy anniversary or anything. No, you didn't. Um, shut I'm done. I'm done with you. No, you're not. Um, and then it was also my work's holiday party, so that was fun. Oh, I have um, one next week. Yay. Oh, we had one last week. Yeah. On Saturday. Um, was, she was at my uh, work holiday party. Yeah. Party. Yes. Party. Party. <laughs> the party. Oh, the party? Yeah. Oh. We were there for the party, not Ew. party. Okay. Um, no gross. Party. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, so it was at this uh, restaurant. It was nice. I had a lot of food. We don't want to shout out the name of the restaurant. <laughs> I had a lot of food yesterday. I think I'm still recovering from how much food I had yesterday. Yeah, we had some food this morning, too. I'm so full. Yeah, we went to Ethan's full. sister's birthday today. Happy birthday, Stephanie. Yeah. I don't think she listens because okay. I don't think she knows about it. It's I fine. I don't know. It's all good. If how you was your us, week? If something, if you hear this, text me. We're just going to do this every week. You just spit on me. There you go. I wiped it off. Thanks. Uh, my week was good. It was a pretty short week, I think. I don't know. It just it felt long and short at the same time. Yesterday was just weird for me. Um, and, well, you know. What? I know. It, it was oh, just, you, it was you were sore. Day. Like, you were sore. I, I, feel, I just felt like I was super sore. And, uh, yeah. I, and then you ate a lot. Like, I went, well, I went to the gym, like, three times straight. Or three days straight. Yeah. Straight. Three days straight, and I was just going heavy, most of, most of them. And I was just, like, really, really sore. Um, so, and then we ate a lot. Mm. And that just, like, the coma just hits me a lot. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, again, yeah, my week was just pretty short. Uh, now it's, what, Saturday? Yeah. 15th yes. of December. Christmas is just right around. Ten I'm more gone. days. I have not gone holiday shopping yet. We need to go. Yeah, we do. We need to go. Um, but you you can't, you don't open up your Sundays for football, so. Uh, oh, but, the Ravens are playing tomorrow, and we're going to talk about that a little bit, too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And to all the Ravens fans, since we're in Baltimore, might as well. Might as well talk about Well, our guest is bit. not a Ravens fan. Yeah, he is. He, he Deep. In his heart, he is. All right. Well, since like... we since we just kind of brought him in there, let's introduce him. Okay. This is one of our good friends, Cliff. He is all a. He is the COO. I was trying to figure out what the COO stands for. I can't remember. Chief <laughs> operating officer. Chief operating officer. Ah, <laughs> uh, so much for being founder of Celtics. Um, Clifford Miller. Clifford. Miller. Miller. He's our big <laughs> red dog. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. This is like a, a huge deal because I know you guys are 13, yeah, 13 episodes in and I finally get invited to one. So I was like, all right, I'm going to take this opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> might, as well, might as well come. Well, we just came out of a meeting, so let's just do it. Um, 
And Clifford, little things of little things. Do you ever him. call him Clifford? No, I just what's want to call the, him what's, now. Can I help you? Do you prefer Cliff or Clifford? Actually, when it comes to law, I prefer Cliffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what he does. I just hear it all the time too. He's just like, hey, "Yo, Cliffy, Cliffy, what's up?" Shut <laughs> up! I don't call you that. Don't give people the we'll wrong be, impression. We'll be in the gym and like Cliffy, Lloyd, Lloyd will be <laughs> spot like, me. Yeah, he'll be like, Cliffy, can you can you spot me? Like, can you take a video of me real quick? <laughs> with, Cliffy, take this video. I need it really quick. <laughs> what are you talking about? We don't lift. I mean, don't, you don't. You don't. I don't lift. lift I watch you. If you guys, if you guys oh. never seen Lloyd's like IG, he's got a he's got a perfect example of what he does. Where That's he not just, me. Not when he sits lifting. on the when he sits on the uh, on the bench press and he just like you know texts <laughs> texts on his phone or just records himself recording himself. It's so <laughs> I go to the gym. I lift ten percent of the time, ninety percent of the time on the phone. Or recording yep. the fact lifting. that you're in the gym. That's it. Yeah. That's like almost every single person there. You can, you actually follow his Facebook page too, and actually tells you like, hey, I'm in the gym, and he's not really there. He just he just says <laughs> there. He well, goes to the coffee. He goes to the Dunkin' Donuts next door, but checks into the checks into, the, checks into the gym. He's just like, yo, I hate you guys. <laughs> I need a baker's donut. I need a baker's set. That's what I'm gonna get. Baker's doesn't. <laughs> Baker's I'm lifting the donuts. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> that's the workout for the day. donut lifting. You put like a straw in between two donuts, and that's your dumbbell. Oh man, that's classic. Bruh. I didn't even think about doing that. Bruh. My mind's blown. I need to do that from now on. <laughs> Dead Wait, lift. I, just, I just did the clean. Dead lift. <laughs> oh, that's just gave me some ideas. Dumb dog drawers. So it's okay. funny how it's funny how you brought up the fact that you said that uh, um like that I'm secretly a Ravens fan at heart. Yeah, you a, are. Just let you guys know. First of all, I'm a, I'm a Broncos fan. I'm a huge Broncos fan. For now. But. I've been 100% jealous of the fact that Denver never went and got Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Ah, that's what I was talking I've what always, talking about. I've always said that, is that I'm a huge fan of Lamar Jackson, especially watching him coming out of Louisville. And yeah, you watched him be, off college football, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched him, like, rushing touchdowns, throwing touchdowns in, and I was like, yo, this kid's got something that, like, other people... Yeah, well, I mean, we took we took Bradley Chubb, so, I mean, we got the top defensive player in the in the rookie class right now, and actually he should win Defensive Player of the Year, so it's definitely pretty cool that yeah. we got him, but as far as on the offensive side, man, I was like, yo, this kid, Jackson, is just is going to light it up, and I knew it, and I watched him the whole time, <laughs> and I was like, and as soon as I saw that the Ravens went back into the first round, I was like, damn it, yeah, I'm not getting it. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know about him until we got him. I mean, that's how much of a fan I am, and... uh I mean, just watching his highlights in his college years, like, oh my god, I was so happy. Because I knew, like, just knowing Flacco, and how his personality is, and how his, like... The the thing about Flacco is, like, I don't hate him, I don't hate the guy. Like, I know that he's, like, under a lot of pressure, whether it be the O-line's not healthy enough, and his receivers were dropping passes left and right, and then he was getting inconsistent from time to time, too. And I was getting pretty iffy, iffy with uh, Flacco. And when when we picked uh, Lamar up, I was like, okay, let's check him out. My goodness, I'm ca- I'm very very happy we we picked him. But at the same time, I'm scared because he is a running quarterback right now. So I'm just like, Ugh. but you know what's so funny is that you. Everybody keeps talking about that. They're like, he's gonna get hurt. He's gonna John, get hurt. John, I'm John, still here. John, I was just sitting here. <laughs> I but, get no. The thing though is, like, I understand what you guys are talking about. Like, yeah, that's good. I know most of the players, at least their names on the Ravens team. I'm not familiar with other teams just because right, right, right. I don't really watch anything other than Ravens games or maybe like a Redskin game or like a Steelers game. But just because they're yeah. in the close vicinity of right. like the tri-state area. But when it comes to like college stuff or stats, I'm just like, okay. Oh yeah, I'm not. Bi- I, I don't, don't know, know what's going on. I don't know what it is. I'm not like a big. 
big thing on like college football or anything like that. I don't know why. I just never got into it. No, it, it you know the funny thing is is like have a team. I'm that's so true. yeah. Well, Maryland, but you know Maryland's some trash. I'm yeah, gonna be honest. Yeah, yeah. But the thing that's funny is like for me as far as college goes, like I'm from Nebraska. And so, like, Nebraska, we don't even have a pro team. Right. Like, the Huskers is our pro team. And the funny thing is, like, since 1962, Nebraska has had the most consecutive sellouts of home games. Oh. Yeah, so it's right now it's, like, 368, 369 games in a row. I feel like, like there's certain... That's a crazy, that's a crazy thing to, like, think about. Think about now, like, did, could you, you imagine saw... if the Ravens, every single game, though, was sold out? My, the thing, though, uh... is, like, I feel like there's certain cities and states that are really sports driven yeah. like it's homegrown oh, yeah. oh, yeah, they're, yeah. they're sports teams so I there's that, that whole like, for nebraska like it's a sports town well so lincoln lincoln have is a sports lot of, town. exactly yeah. like the, i'm not really yeah. familiar with the geography but like there's certain areas in the states where being into the, your college team or your even your high school team like it's really about like your community yeah, yeah and yeah. it's it's a huge in some places like when we look at the movie like um what was that movie with Denzel Washington? Oh, uh, the Titans. Yes. Remember the Titans. Ooh, yeah. Titans. So like a movie like that, like you see how much your local sports team influences your community. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, there's cities like Baltimore where our pro team is like a huge thing for us, but we're not really into our yeah, yeah. local teams because they don't really right. do that well. They don't have a huge presence. Well, like okay, so and that's a perfect example because like even in Nebraska, right? So. Uh, we have traditions that go so deep in, in Nebraska. So, like, I don't know if you guys know, but uh, the starting running, the starting fullback from Nebraska since 1960 has been from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like, is a Nebraska kid. It's a tradition thing. Uh, Bob Devaney, who was the head coach before Tom Osborne, which you guys probably don't even know. No, I don't. But uh, <laughs> he was the head coach. No, he was the head I coach didn't. that kind of set the whole presence that, hey, we're going to have this kid start, and this kid from Nebraska is going to be the kid. And so this one kid from Nebraska started, and then every year after that, just another kid from Nebraska came through. And it's mm. just incredible because um, in a whole state, we always joke about it, but it, if you look back and you see, you would see, like, crazy things. So, like, there's a city in Nebraska um, called Imperial, right, which is in Chase County. And Chase County is known for having these huge linemen. We're talking, like, massive dudes. They're, like, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, and they're always, like, 300 pounds, two, eight, anywhere from, like, tw- 280 to, like, 300 pounds. And we just joke. We're like, those are kids that just go to play Nebraska for the line. And they wow. do. They go on the line. Uh, Millard South and Millard North are always known for having great running backs. So I don't know if you remember a few years ago. Well, it was, it'd been a lot longer than that. It'd been like early 2000s. Uh, there was a kid named Amon Green who played for the Green Bay Packers. He was a starting running back. Almost. And then he ended up going to the Texans. I think he even came to the Ravens for like a year. He was on the practice squad. He ended up retiring. I didn't even get into football until like 2010, 2009. But yeah, Ahmad Green, um, he came from Nebraska. He was a starting, he was a starting running back, and he's like, and people know him, right? Because mm-hmm. he's got a big name. Um, but he came from Nebraska. His cousin, uh, oh god, what's his name? Terrence Green, Terrence Green, something like that. He came from Nebraska. Like, so Nebraska develops all these talents. And then mm-hmm. what ended up happening was, um, a few years ago, we had a big regime change, and a bunch of kids from Nebraska weren't getting recruited by Nebraska. They were getting recruited by schools like Iowa and Colorado. Oh. And so our program just got went straight to hell. And then um, we brought back our coach, who now is coaching now. His name is Scott Frost. Um, he came in, and he was like, hey, I need these kids from Nebraska to be back in Nebraska. Okay. And sure enough, what you started seeing was kids were like, I'm going to commit to Nebraska. I'm going to commit to Nebraska. And these three four – star players which on the caliber system they get rated and they start coming to Nebraska 
So oh, okay. we started off the year, unfortunately, this year. We started off 0-6. It was like the first time in Nebraska history. Mind you, Nebraska, the University of Nebraska was founded in like 1880. And yeah. Nebraska's football team started in like 1890, right? So since 1890, we've never started 0-6. And this year was the first year we ever did. Damn. And it was ridiculous. And like fans were like, and what's so crazy is, at this time, right, if your team's going 0-6, like, this is the Ravens, if yeah, the Redskins, yeah. yeah, that's it. We're like, the season, still, we're done. still hype about it. And here's Nebraska fans still flooding in the stadium, that's talking good, about, though. let's go, let's go. And we always made the same stupid joke because Scott Frost is our head coach, and we're like, yeah, it's Frosty here. <laughs> it's frosty. So, I feel a frost. <laughs> so before we get too far into the remaining topics, um, we should tell uh, our yeah. listeners a little bit about Cliff yeah. and his podcast. Oh. Yeah. So, so well, wanna... before we get into that, actually, well, like I say, Cliff is uh, the CEO of Seratonics, and um, he's also the host or co-host with uh, Get the KO. You can find them on Spotify, right? Just Spotify right yeah, now? Yeah, actually, you can find me on all your uh, oh. all your listening. So, Shit, go. Google, iTunes, uh, Spotify, uh, Pinecast. The only reason actually. why you... Like, Pinecast? So yeah. What? <laughs> so, there's so, so many <laughs> platforms. Like, there's, like, Podbean and, like, Pocket Casts, and I'm just like, who... Are we done yet? <laughs> Are we over? done yet? Um, but, yeah, get the KO uh, with Anthony. Yep. Luhan. Uh, or Lou. Lou. So you, like, Lou. Lou. Yeah. Um, you know, they talk about MMA, UFC. Uh, now, one thing you one you find interesting about Cliff is that he's, as you already can tell, he's very statistic, statistical. He's you know very good with stats, whether it be football, UFC, MMA, um, blah blah blah, anything like that. And he's that, very blah, blah, blah. passionate about what he talks about, as you can tell, you know, just from listening to about Nebraska. So we're very, very, very happy to have him here on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, no, it's yeah. So if you guys wanted to, um, I actually, yeah, I actually host uh, Get the Chaos. Right. So that's actually my that's my show. There you um, go. and then um, you guys can find me, like you said, on all all podcasts, including uh, Anchor, because I think that's what you guys use too. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Anchor links it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I use Anchor and it puts oh, me nice. through everything. Um, and then also um, I'm co-host on another podcast called uh, Frankensteiner, which is actually a part of Franken Culture. Which is ran by the guys out in Vegas, so it's kind of oh. cool that I'm attached with those guys. So too. you're ve- you're a very big podcast scene guy. Yeah. So right now, um, so last year, uh, I know that I started I started to get to KO back in like 2017, mm-hmm. and uh, you guys some insight. Uh, the reason we even started to get to KO right is because uh, Anthony and I we're huge huge MMA fans, mm-hmm. and I've been following MMA since. Uh, 1997, oh. and I've been watching film back from 1992. So Holy I was cow. watching, yeah, I watched the very first UFC, which actually was held in McNichols Arena in Denver, Colorado, which that where Nuggets used to play. But then they ended up moving out from McNichols out to um to the Pepsi Center, which is where the last UFC event, UFC 25, was actually just held out there. Oh shit! UFC 25th show. Uh, but yeah, so the reason why I got into it though is um, I'm a huge wrestler. I was a wrestler in co- high school and college, and oh, okay. Anthony, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Anthony's uh, also Anthony used to play basketball, and uh, Anthony actually got cut from his basketball team his senior year. Oh. And then he went to. Was he a bad boy? No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> he's actually. You know what's crazy <laughs> is that Anthony, Anthony in high school, he was very athletic, and uh, he he wasn't really good with um with like the coaching because our school for some reason was like a prestige kind of thing like if you had a name like you got pushed to the front and Anthony wasn't that kid Anthony just kind of grinded his way up and right. he's like I said he's very talented on the court 
but he got cut from the team. And so when he got cut from the team, he went over to the wrestling mat and he almost made it to state wrestling actually, which oh, was really? yeah, in his first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, hit our coach, uh, his name is Randy McKibben. Uh, he said that if Anthony would have gone into wrestling his junior year, that he would have qualified for state his senior year and possibly placed. Because he was really Holy good. Cow. Yeah, yeah. Did not know that. Anthony just made like little bits of mistakes and that's just beginner things. Yeah. But yeah, when it comes to to the MMA world, we just, we love talking about like significant strikes. We love talking about the the aggression side of the sport. We mm-hmm. love talking. We, there's like people in, in MMA who, like people who are casual fans, right? They're going to watch a fight. They're going to see like a grapple match and they're going to be like, oh, this fight is so boring. Meanwhile, me and Anthony are talking on a chat. We're like, oh, dude, look at him. He's working for the double underhooks. Oh, look at the way he's looking That's for that it. takedown. It's just so crazy, like, the wars that we talk about versus, like, what like a casual fan would see. Right, right. It's like, it's like me watching the Ravens team. Like, if I watch the Ravens team, like, I know most of the players myself, right? Not, like, personally, but I know most of the names and everything and how they play certain style and how you would watch or trying to how you would, like, watch a dancer move, doing certain moves. Yeah. Like, you would see, you know, they do, like, little mistakes that we, as a casual watcher, we don't see or we don't notice. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. example, like, if I watch a Ravens game versus watching, like, a Den- Den- the Denver uh, team, mm-hmm. I would compare, like, okay, I know, you know, let's say Flacco made this mistake that you can't even tell, and then... Let's say uh, who's a who's a freak who's the um, QB for Denver right now? Oh, uh, Case Keenum. Keenum, Keenum. So let's say Keenum made a mistake that I don't normally watch him. I wouldn't see it. You would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, things like that. So no, I, I I totally get what you mean by you know just watching those little moves that like you get so hyped up about that people don't normally see. I really love that part. Yeah, and so like even with like the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu game. So if you're watching for like a ground game and we're watching this battle sessions, I used to I used to get trained by a dude who fought in the Bellator. His name was uh, Richard De La Reyes out in Hawaii when I was okay. stationed out there. Oh, uh, by the way, I was in the military too. Just fun fact. Yeah, I was I was trying to get into that, <laughs> but just keep. No, but yeah, so um, but when I was training out there, uh, Richard would tell me all the time that he he would say, um, there's a counter, there's a move, right? But then there's a counter for that move. But then right. there's a move for that counter. Yeah. He's like, so it's a vicious cycle. So me and Anthony and I were watching a UFC fight. We're never thinking about, we're never thinking about, oh, well, he's just going to lay there and just take a pound into the face. No, we, we're legitimately like, all right. And I'll text Anthony and I'll be like, yo, I think he's going to try to trap the arm. And like, we talk almost real mm. time. So we literally are like, almost like Joe Rogan doing the doing like like commentary. commentary. Right. But we'll be, ta- we'll be texting it. So we'll see the takedown. We'll see the takedown get ready to happen. I'll text him and be like, "Yo, check out this. He's gonna throw out a, a one-two combo. So you see, look for the seven. Five. Yeah, he'll look for the seven, which would be a head kick normally. Right. Who's like one-two to a seven? He's gonna probably miss the seven. We're gonna look for a takedown. And sure enough, like you'll see the guy throw a one-two, but as he goes for the seven, he gets taken down. And so yeah. it's like there it is. And then we'll talk about all right. So now he's in a he's in half he's in half guard. That's right. crazy. Now he's looking all right. He's looking to isolate the arm, so he's probably gonna move up to he's gonna push the right leg down. He's gonna step over the top and try to get into a mount. That's and very so, cool. Yeah, so we literally are having these full conversations about it, and then like, then we go back and we'll talk about it on the podcast the next day. Hey man, did you see this when this happened? Yeah. So man, basically, you're just taking notes. Yeah, ahead, yeah. Ahead of time, we take yo. Know, I write so many notes. It's ridiculous. Like I have a notebook that has like a, it's like those big five subjects pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's written just note after note after note, and we're talking about like, um, cause like right now. As we're talking, uh, the UFC fights will start at like seven o'clock. Right. For UFC Fox, and this, those are usually like the UFC fight pass. But from like, uh, let's see, like last week I started at seven o'clock, and at one o'clock in the morning I still was still writing notes, like on all the wow. fights. Wow. 
Wow. That's dedication right there. That's a lot of work. <laughs> Speaking of work, I know that Cliff is... Well, first of all, thank you for your service, being a military man. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, anyway, so talking about work, you know, we know, or I know that you have a very, very busy life, being a father, being a family man, doing uh, side hustle business, being a manager, uh, doing two <laughs> podcasts. Like, how are you doing it? No. How are you doing? Like I know you were just telling us before we get started in this podcast or this episode, um, you were telling us like your day starts at eight today on its and it's a Saturday, and you have like this whole day listed out already and like so it's just actually at it, yeah it's crazy it's, it's funny because like on on like a Saturday and Sunday it's usually I call it my lazy day mm-hmm. right but, but um, yeah but I'm still working lazy work day <laughs> but if uh if you go like on a Monday through Friday right so my days will start like depending on like how my wife's schedule works out right. right. My day can start either at 6.30 in the morning or it can start at 7 in the morning. But then it'll be like, I go to work from 6.30 to like 2. I go to the gym from like 2 to like 3.30, 4 o'clock. Or 3.30, up close to like 3.50, 3.40-ish. And then I'll go pick up my daughter at 3.50. We'll get home. We'll take our dog for a walk. We'll come back. We usually, And then by then it's like, all right, Cliff, you got to do dishes. You got to cook dinner. And then... Monday night, you got to watch Raw because you're going to have to talk about it on the podcast yeah. on Saturday. Or Tuesday, you're going to have to watch SmackDown. you have to talk about it on the podcast. And I'm making notes <laughs> about right. oh, what's going on. Wednesday, it's the same thing. Thursday, I'm getting... Thursday is usually kind of like a downer day. But what's funny about Thursdays is I pick up my daughter at 3.50. Then we'll go home. We have a quick dinner. And then I have to take her to dance. Mm. <laughs> and then I'll take her to dance. My wife usually comes and meets me. We tag team out, right? You just go. <laughs> Your <And> turn. Then, <laughs> you take her And out. I go back home. <laughs> And then I'll take care of whatever I got to take care of, make some last-minute notes, and get ready for uh, Friday, which would be the, the weigh-ins mm-hmm. for like any MMA event. Oh, and then Saturday, it's like, okay. all right, we got to cut a podcast for uh, Frank Steiner, and then get ready for uh, Get the KO, or then get ready for meetings with right. Serotonics. Like, that's huge. And I'm always, like, trying to juggle stuff. So it really comes down to just, like, scheduling. Like, every... Like, every Sunday, like, I'll get up, I'll set the schedule out for what I'm supposed to do, and then, like, I break down the schedule even more. So, pretty right. much, like, it's almost minute to minute of what I'm trying to get accomplished. So, like, yeah. even, even when we're in the gym, like, you'll see, like, I'm like, all right, today's Monday, obviously it's International Chest Day, so we're going to knock on the chest. Has to do it. Has to do chest day. So, you know, it's like, now all you right. you got to break the powder, you got to do back day. <laughs> so, I guess what my question is, is that having a kid, having a daughter, and managing all this with your wife like what what is the communication with your wife how do you find that balance for both of you to have that free time to do the things you want to do so i'll be honest like she has friday saturdays off so it's kind of works out for her where you know kira's in school she can kind of do whatever she wants to do mm-hmm. go about her business and saturday like today you know her and kira probably getting ready to eat dinner right now actually it's close to five thirty. yeah she's probably doing that right now um but it's it's just crazy because like um, as far as communication goes, I just literally ask her, like, what's your schedule? And then I try to rotate my schedule around with her, whatever she's doing. Because mm-hmm. I know if she's worked till 4 o'clock, she's in Baltimore City, she's not coming home until, like, 6. So by then, I'm like, all right, so these two hours, I'm not going to block this out. Right. So everything has to come in blocks, and then everything has to be a routine. Yeah. Like, But I think it's just the whole thing that my wife and I, we've, we've been able to routine everything so much that I don't even have to ask her. I'll always be like, hey, what's your schedule look like for a week? All right, well, this is the only day I'm going in. They're like, all right, cool got everything else figured out okay. you know and it's funny too because we have to work with we work with another set of parents um 
who they watch her kid in the morning time sometimes so they watch care sometimes in the morning and if they're not watching her then i know i gotta take her to to her daycare yeah it takes a village yeah, to so. uh, raise a kid right it does it takes <laughs> a lot of work and actually because you remember reagan like mm-hmm. um so we we've been Lloyd and i've been friends for like, almost two years now almost right? two yeah 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 so um but yeah, so every once in a while, like I have to go pick up another kid too mm-hmm. on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm. So like it is, it is literally like a communication thing amongst Straight everybody. Off, but yeah, know, it's it's constant communication, and it's just oh, yeah. figuring out your schedule, how you're gonna block everything in, and yeah. everything you want to accomplish. Sometimes it sacrifices. Sometimes it'll be like, what Monday night? Oh, I'm supposed to watch Raw. Mm. I guess I'll watch uh, Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale is good. Though. Riverdale is so good. Riverdale is good though. No, actually, my wife and I. Uh, so Becca really started getting into it. Uh, a couple weeks ago, she's actually. So I'm. I'm gonna tell you, she's on season two. Oh. But okay. me and myself, I would still be. Me like, and myself. I would still be season one, episode one, because I haven't started yet. <laughs> I'm bored. But I know every time I look up and I'm watching, I'm like, yo, I need to really watch the show because. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, so she's watching the background. You're just kind of like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting like. She'll be there watching it, and I'll have like my tablet in my hand, and I'll be watching Raw. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Though. It's very, really, it's a good show. Um, so, this is like a topic that I wanted to cover with Loy a while ago, being like how we look at life as eventually being parents one day, in many years. Yeah. yeah. Many many years. Um, hi. Um, <laughs> many, would you many say? Years. Would you say that? being a parent there there comes a time where you kind of figure out who's like the stricter parent who's the more like oh, disciplinary oh. parent oh, yeah. I, I know who's who oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely uh <laughs> yeah so you have you you find out like how you're gonna be it's it's wild because you don't find out at first obviously right so when your baby's born it's just an infant it's just laying in the right it's, it's, it's more like in the crib it's once once they start um start walking and crawling like you kind of like start to see yourself turn into who you're gonna be, right? Yeah. Um, so one thing I always joke about with with Becca is that um, so she's like she's like the stricter parent. She definitely is. She sets all the rules, all the ground stuff. I mean, I just kind of follow along, and just, like, <laughs> do the routine thing. I kind it, of envision that it, happening with us. It legit happens. I mean, we'll be so honest. You set the rules and then <laughs> just fall in line. So like one thing that my wife I makes just, fun like, of break me. The rules. <laughs> one of the things my wife makes fun of me about is that she talks about how. Uh, I like I don't read books. I'll be one hundred percent. I have all these books in my house, like <laughs> Golden Apples, like How to Be a Great Boss. Even though I read that book right. a couple times, I felt like great all these crazy great leadership books, and I just don't read them. And it's not that I don't want to; it's just I just choose not to. And right? other things take precedence. Yeah, right. No, because Becca reads at like ten o'clock at night, or she'll Same. read at like nine nine o'clock at night till Me. ten o'clock. Yeah, so yeah. she reads at night. I have all these books. I just like and I'm just, yeah, and I'm like I'm like can I read? Yeah, but. What's going on in football today? Like, no, it's no, just right? there's just so like, much going on. Yeah, right it's and that's the problem. Is like all the technology and all like the, I need the media now. But right. uh, no, no, no. So back to the subject, right? So uh, I'm definitely the more fun parent. I know that, and then um, Becca is like the more kind of like the stricter parent. But what I was going with it is that she was talking about how like I don't read, right? So she's like, she's like, uh, if I died or if I passed away or something happened to me, like, what are you gonna do? Because you. Would I have to write you a manual that tells you like, everything <laughs> yes. what you have to do? Yeah. And I was like, and I, I was just like, no, no, you wouldn't right. need to write a manual for me to figure out what I would have to do. She's like, really? I was like, no, you'd have to do a video because you know I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I know. That's awesome. I know. You know, but once once back inside the routine, right? She gets, I get everything going right. So um, even like earlier this year, it was really tough because she signed up care for soccer. She signed up care for dance. 
and like my job is to make sure she gets there. Yeah. Right? Wow. So Easy like enough. yeah, so it's like but I want to still go to the gym. All right, well, I have to block out. I have right. to, it goes back to that blocking out period, you know. Mm-hmm. But Becca is definitely the more fun. She's more, like, serious parent, but she does have her fun side. So I don't want to put her out there that she's like, oh, straight, straight, <laughs> by the rules. Because it's funny because, like, on the other side of things, like, if Kara steps out of line, like, I'm the one that puts her back you're in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so I'll enforce the rules. But Becca is also the kind of, we, we have contra- contrasting parenting styles where, yeah. like, I'm more of an aggressive kind of person in, like, parenting, where she's more of, like, um, I'm just not going to acknowledge what you're doing until you do the right thing. Oh, so it's, like, it's, it's, it's <laughs> definitely, well, no, no, like, and here, like, a perfect example, right? So Becca, um, for some of the people who don't know, uh, my wife is a dolphin trainer, so she's, oh. you know, she's huge into that field. Yeah. And um, so, like, what they do is they do, like, a no-stimulus response, right? So, like, if a dolphin, so like, maybe they call for a dolphin to do a breach, right, where they jump out of water. People know it's, like, they're tricks, right? Right. But it's a behavior. Um, so maybe the dolphin's doing behavior, right? And it breaches out of water and it comes back in, right? right? But that's not what my wife wanted. It wanted the dolphin to do. So she wouldn't respond to it. And the dolphin comes back up and looks for a treat, doesn't get one, right? No, no response to it. Similar concept huh. happened with Kara, right? So Kara one day, I don't know where she got it from, but she had this like huge meltdown in the middle of like CVS and was just like crying about crying stuff. And Becca just sat there and she just like flipping through her notebook, just reading the magazine. Just not responding until Kara just kind of looked up and she, she, you know, then Becca was like, are you done? Like, all right, cool. Let's have a conversation. And then they get to have a conversation. Me, on the other hand, like, I tell Kara, don't touch the door handle. Yeah, I've she seen goes that touch, happens. She goes to this door handle and I'll be like, and I'll flick her in her, I flick her in her finger, right? It only took it twice to understand, like, hey, when dad says don't do this, I'm not going to do this. Right. Right. And I think maybe my dog, like, understands that too now. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't mess with me either. Um, but, yeah, so I definitely parent different than, than Becca only because of like how I was raised mm-hmm. and then Becca was raised a different way too but when I want to have a conversation with Kara it's definitely going to sit down and have a full conversation so mm-hmm. it comes down to like just you know you know you instinctively you're already going to take on a parenting role yeah. and you're trying to like to balance that right and it's funny because like for Sarah Thomas we're always talking about breaking patterns but unfortunately for like the parenting side that's you not really an option yeah. <laughs> you're kind of yeah. like you're like you have to balance everything like you can't be the I can't be the fun dad all the time. Right. Yeah. But I'm definitely like, the, I'm definitely, I'm not always going to be the strict dad, but I'm not always going to be the fun dad. Yeah, like, I, mean, I have to you, find that perfect Like, balance. before you even parent, I'm, I'm assuming, like, you have, like, a vision of yourself of being, like, this type of parent, and then when it, when you actually have a child, it's going to completely change, or, like, you're going to try to, like, enforce it somehow that, you know, try to maintain that parent style you want it, but that's, I feel like that's going to be harder to do, just try to maintain that, vision of yourself and it just I feel like by that time you just have to let yeah. just let your yeah. body and your mind go through it and see how it works yeah cause you can't you can't be the guy that's like it's funny cause like um, I don't know if you guys ever used an app called Headspace yeah but there's like a there's Headspace. a there's a it's like yeah, a meditation it is guided okay. meditation really cool. app is that the one you 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 still using it right now? I have it yeah I used okay. it a couple times there's a great there's a great discussion that they are talking about um about like how you have to see the world is like a passing car, mm-hmm. right? Like you're watching a highway, you don't stop cars on the highway, right? right. So why would you stop your train of thought? Yeah. So sometimes you just have to act instinctively as a parent. Like I, I joke about all the time, but you guys will figure this out too. When If you guys decide or when you guys decide to have kids, uh, once your kid starts crawling, they're a 24-7 suicide watch. Mm. Like you're watching them constantly. You get on, you're crawling on the ground. You're like looking at things that they're looking at. Like is our bed corners too sharp? How do we... How do we round them? Right. Do we have plug plug plugins? Do we have the the children 
childproof doors, like yeah. everything. So, like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> when you and Becca first decided that, like, all right, we're we're ready to have a kid. Like, was there a discussion, like, okay, when it comes time for our kid to like start dating or our kid to <laughs> oh, start driving, our kid to after school stuff, like things like that. Like, was there a discussion that you had with her? Um, as far as like Becca and I have another yeah. discussion. So, no. Not yet. No, it just well, no, no, no. The dating thing has come up. Okay. Um, Thank but goodness. as far as like, <laughs> Thank as far as like, as far as like, how everything else is gonna work out? No. Um, it it was one of those things. We kind of got blessed, and we have this child who just like is super easy going. You guys, she's know a good that. kid, by the way, guys. She's a really yeah, she's a great she, kid. Yeah, you know, it was cool too. Um, her teacher, her second grade teacher, actually sent us an email. Talking about how great of a student she was, That's yo, awesome. I was so hyped. I was like, yo, <laughs> this is this is like one of like the achieving moments because you know she said she said in the email too that you know that Kira's a great kid and that she's an example, a role model in the school, Aww. and that she's like helping other kids all the time. Like, yeah, I man. Like, it. I was like, oh snap! And it was funny because like a mom came out to me last year, um, and she was like, you know, your daughter's so great. She's helping my kid read. She sits with him and they read together. And I'm like, yo, like. It's it's kind of cool because like as a kid I was the same way like I used to always like I was the older kid yeah. but then like I would grab all the little kids and I would like huddle them together uh-huh. so I was like mo- I was Get like the, together. I was like the mama goose like just making sure like his her little gaggle was like staying together <laughs> that was me that's a funny word gaggle <laughs> but I would like I would literally I, I like the fact that my kid is legitimately like she's she's imaginative which is like really really my yeah. favorite feature I, I see it too I say feature like it's like a phone uh, my favorite thing about her is that Kira's the new iPhone yeah she's the new iPhone she don't get replaced iPhone K I feel K plus. Remember, she's like she's super tall, uh, but uh, yeah. So she's she's very imaginative, and it's like one of my favorite things about her is that you know I don't have to say a whole lot to her. She's just very imaginative. She just like to play with her toys. Yeah, she can make stories up on the fly. You know, she actually she um she wrote a story for her school, and uh, it was like a test, but. The teacher gave her. She had like one of the higher scores, like for writing this paper out, right? Being creative, yeah, yeah, yeah. like creative writing. Yeah. So nice. what she did though is she wrote the story. The story that she wrote was based on a buddy of mine and his uh, girlfriend doing. While well, they're doing their engagement party, so his fiance, uh-huh. they're doing their engagement party, and Kara was talking about. It. The only problem was that Kara didn't have a conclusion, so like oh. she got points deducted because she didn't have a conclusion. But Dang. she had like a great intro. She had great body, like sentence structure, like everything was good, great about it, but. You know, she got she points taken off because it. she didn't conclude. She just realized, she's she thought because she hit the end of the page that was the end of her story. Oh, so she didn't realize she could turn it over. She could keep writing. <laughs> but it was so cool because, like, I mean, like, I can legit like watch her. You know, she sings. She makes up her own songs. She makes up her own dances. And oh my god, like, let me tell you, like, as a kid, like, I always thought about how cool it would be to be like a, a great dancer. It was just funny because I was in uh, in high school. I was in a uh, show choir. Right, oh. So I was, in, I was in Glee Club. Oh, shit. Yeah, so it was one of those. Um, but what made it so funny is watching her dance, like, whether it's, like, a freestyle or she's working on her, her own dances from, like, from uh, the dance studio. It's, it's incredible just to watch her just blossom. And she, like I said, mm-hmm. she's so imaginative. She just thinks about things and she just goes out and does it. Yeah. Right, and so I'm like, yo, That's bro, awesome. she's so fly. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah, just keep her down that route, bro. Like, uh, going into, like, any traditional route like that. I mean, school is good and everything like you already know but having that creative mind just kind of like it's very free flowing it's yeah. very important especially nowadays yeah and um yeah so i was 
I know you've done a couple videos where like you were Batman, the Bat Dad one. That was <laughs> so hilarious. If you guys want to check it out, uh, I don't know if you have your own Instagram or what's the Facebook. Uh, I mean, I can't put it up some Instagram, but it's definitely on Snapchat. It was yeah. I, like if you guys have seen those uh Bat Dad videos online, that's not clip. That's not clip. But they, he has his own version, which is also very funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, is that all the question you have for him so far? Yeah. Man, that's. Like, sure. like, 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 I to- like I told you guys, he's very passionate about all the things that you love, which is very, very important also um, in anything that you do. And um, so going back to that, like having that workload, you know, like what we talked about a couple weeks ago, yeah. you know, just having, making the right sacrifices and just having that the time blocks that you need. Because like, a lot of people don't factor in like the time you have to drive, you know, like right. commute, commuting, things like that, pick up your child. Um which, by the way, is one of my favorite things to do is drive. Really? Like, a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, yeah, Because think about, like, where where else are you going to be able to, like, just sit back and kind of meditate about right. things? You know, like, windshield typing is so important to just, like, anybody. Like, just, um, you know, and, and one thing that, like, Headspace even talks about, and Charlie, yeah. you kind of agree with this, too, is they yeah. talk about, like, just that time that you need to just kind of, like, breathe right of course. where you're to yourself yeah but unfortunately for me like i'll be listening to like the radio and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i'll be singing full voice dancing in a car hoping <laughs> that the guy next to me like notices <laughs> you want him <laughs> to Yo, notice I, do. I, know. I want people i hey, want to hey, you know like, honestly Let's as go. long as my thing is like as long as i don't look over at a red light to the car next to me and the person isn't picking their nose they're dancing or something i'm fine oh my god like you do you fam. like yeah. do your life live your life be happy in that song I'll you're jamming up. to but please do not for the life of you pick your nose at a red light no I, i'm all about that don't life. pick your nose at you're all about the picking nose life at <laughs> yeah. the red light you know what because at the red live, light live, <laughs> has to be at the red light live your life live your life, <laughs> live your life. life's pick too your short nose. life is way too <laughs> that short that should be the name of the episode live your life pick, pick your, your nose pick your nose yo do not worry about it okay if you're picking your nose you're enjoying something <laughs> my or you're probably in pain and you have to pick your nose you know you know something uh kira kira was talking about it and her friend her friend uh, when i picked him up from school uh kira was like daddy i heard you pick your nose i'm like yeah because i gotta scratch my big brain <laughs> you know, i can only imagine like the car next to me like i what the hell is he <laughs> Get in there. Yeah, I was just like, yo, I'm reaching up, like I'm digging for gold, whatever it is, oh <laughs> and just God. go. That's but no, like I understand. But like I, like I was saying though, because it's important to have that time where you can just kind of relax, let your let your mind ease, and then just you know, as you're driving and you're listening to music, you're singing along, you just kind of forget the world. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's just important to just like brain dump all that. You know what that makes me think of? There will be times when I'm like driving home or driving here, and I'm like jamming out to a song or I'm listening to a podcast, and I'm really, really into it. And I'll be thinking back on my drive, and I'm like, did I stop at that red light? I was just thinking did about I make, it today. Did I make that? Like, I was thinking about today. Like, like did know, I signal? Like, you know? You, like, on our way back from um, Steph's, Steph's lunch, Yeah. when you, I made that turn to get into uh, to Duncan, Yeah. if you didn't say anything, I was like, I like I knew I was going there already, right? Yeah. Before we even left uh, the restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. knew we were going, going to go there. But then instinctively i just like made that turn and then on that exit and i didn't like i didn't even think about it until you say something like wait where are you going i'm like oh i'm going duncan yeah so the thing is like like, wait i knew just because i was literally cutting through three well of course i've no i looked in there but i just like i went from the left lane he doesn't say yeah yeah 
And I didn't signal. That's the thing. I didn't <laughs> no, signal. That's Loy lie. never signals. Yeah, Loy. Most of the time, you don't signal. I don't drive with Loy. I just follow him, like in my car, because I just it's it's a trust issue. It's just I just I can only imagine it would just look like Family <laughs> Guy. Like how many how many seconds do I give everybody behind me before I have to make the turn? Oh, none. I right, go work, everybody. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, like that's a racist joke. Yo, hey, can't do that. Is that controversial? <laughs> But yeah, no, like when we were when we were headed there, like I knew you wanted to go to Duncan, but I was just like I didn't put together that you were going to that one. Yeah. I thought just, you were gonna go to the one by the gym. Group chose yeah. Send. Yeah. So I was just I was confused, but then then you did it. Because literally there's like what one Duncan did and two minutes later there's another Duncan yeah. on the road. Mm-hmm. So I was just like Okay. But going back to what we were talking about, like there'll be times like I'll pick up my mom and we're driving home and I'll like we'll be talking about like we're engrossed in conversation about something Mm -hmm. and i'll like think back on the past five minutes of the drive and i'm like i don't remember passing the exit how did i make it home like i don't remember passing exit 18 to take exit 19 like i totally blocked it out yeah it's just second nature at this point and you know you you're just so used to the road that you're just like oh well that's safe that. No, yeah, she's always talking about like, yo, pay attention, pay attention, and you're just like, no, no, I'm in my own world right now. Yeah, yeah I think about it all the time. Drive too. responsibly. Like, as long as you're not I... drinking, driving, you're good. <laughs> or on your phone and driving. True. No, you know what? Go out there and text and drive. No, don't. Don't, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> we condone. We don't that. know this guy. We don't. <laughs> disclaimer. We, we're not condoning <laughs> him. Can I help you? Is not affiliated with anything that Cliff Miller has said <laughs> in the last five seconds. <laughs> Everything else was fine. <laughs> no, I just think about it too. Like we don't like, even th- we don't even care about cutting that part out. We we'll just I, have, have it. In there. I read an article. Yeah. So I read an article. It was like two weeks ago about a kid who got pulled over, and uh, he put a speeding ticket out on online because uh, the cop pulled him over for dancing in his car while he was driving. So That's the thing now? yeah, I think I guess it was, but oh, nonetheless, gosh. it was cool. It was funny to me because like I think about it all the time because I'm like in the car, like I'm singing full voice. I don't care what song is on, whether yeah. it's like. And I'm just singing full voice and I'm like dancing along. I can yeah. only imagine like all the cars passing me by and being like, that dude loves life right. way <laughs> too much. No, no, no. Unless, you know, there are many types of dancing, right? Unless he's like full on, like two hands up or something like that. That's a whole different story. If like, you're just you like fist bumping. Like, hand on the wheel. Yeah, if you're fist bump, bumping and things like that, that's fine. But if you're like flailing both your arms at the same time, that's a whole different like story. Like one of those oh, no. car dealership yeah. balloons? <laughs> straight, straight up, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, well, I, what care I know you can probably say it, but I cannot because I, playing words is not my thing. Like, uh, it was in Family Guy. Uh, the wacky, wacky, inflatable, got, um, yeah, wacky, inflatable, wacky something, yeah, something, yeah, yeah. something man. Dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I what? cannot say it. I don't watch Family Guy. Oh, it's like um, so they do a little commercial about yeah. like the, the wacky inflatable. Uh, singular tube man or something like that. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's, it's literally I don't they're, 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 like, they're, like, selling it because oh. they got <laughs> and they're trying yeah. to sell them. But, uh, and he was yeah, just saying real fast, too. I forget what Kira calls him. Because I gave her... So Kira was like... We first saw those things, right? Uh, we were in Georgia. And Kira, like, freaked out because she thought... <laughs> she was scared of it. She didn't know what it was. And so, like, I gave it a name. And I was like, all I was doing is just saying hi to you. And then, like, she stuck with that. And every time we pass, like, a dealership, she the dealership hi. on 40... She back. Yeah, she weighs them. Aww. She's like, oh, Noodle. That's what it's Noodle. Name. Noodle. So it's like, she's like, Noodley, man. she's like scared. She don't want to be there. I was like, no, Noodle's just saying hi. Just say hi to him. And she's like, hi. And then she got really friendly with it. Cause like at that point, oh, no. like now you're just giving that thing a personality and a name. And so since then, like 
that's how she's known it. Was, oh, noodle, noodle, noodle. noodle. And her favorite, her favorite wrestler in the WWE, her name is Bailey. Uh-huh. And like whenever she comes out, she puts her hands up in the air, and these big inflatable waving dudes come out. And she's like, <laughs> "What? Look at all, the- yeah, yeah, yeah." So she's like, "Look at all the noodles that are with Bailey." Oh, and then oh she's like, "Yo, so like." It's funny because, like, as a parent, like, some things you got to think of, too, is, like, what you might not be scared of, they're going to definitely be scared of. Like, I hate snakes, right? I do, with a passion. But Snake. for some reason, my daughter Snake. my daughter loves bone constrictors. What? Hi. Yeah. So crazy enough, like, she, um, when we lived in Georgia, there was this dude that used to come into, when I used to work at GameStop, this dude used to come in all the time. With a snake? He had, yeah, he had pairs of snakes. Not just snake. Not just a snake. Two a snakes. A pair of snakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was allowed? Yeah. I'm like, are you going to tell the dude? Are you going to tell the guy that comes in with two bogus strings? You can't come in here with your bogus strings. It's already too late. <laughs> it's already too late. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not trying to die. No, I'm like... Yeah, so he came in with these bogus strings and... How, um, how long were they? Um, I think one of them... One of them was only like four foot long. And the other one was like was like two foot long. So okay. that you can tell, like, your depth. Uh, but anyway, so he took him. He took him to the park with his kids, right? Uh-huh. And Carrie just happened to be at that park. Uh-huh. And my wife was at the park, and my wife was like, "Oh, cool, she's at Focus Shifters." And Carrie like walked up, and I guess like the snake was like moving. Oh. And like Carrie kissed it. Oh. And I was like, "What?" She kissed a snake. She kissed a snake. That should be <laughs> the other title for this episode. Yo, and so like so <laughs> so yeah, and then like years later, here's Carrie come back to me, and she's like. I don't like snakes. I was like, you kissed a snake. Like, it's on pictures, and another guy can <laughs> confirm the story. Like, you cannot tell me you don't like snakes. Oh Sorry. my God. And it's only because, like, her. So, my mother in law, like, despises snakes. Mm. Just, even if you just throw a toy snake on the ground, she just won't walk by it. Oh, God. <laughs> See, I don't know why at all. Like, this is not related much. But my mom told me that when I was little, like, I don't remember this. So, like, maybe three or four, like, I could talk. And my parents have had a store in a mall for, like, my whole life. Yeah. So, whenever I would see an old woman in the mall, I would call her grandma. Mm. All of them. I would call all of them. I would call all of them grandma. (laughs) I don't know why, but that's what my mom told me. And what you were telling me about Kira, that just reminded me of that. It's just, it's crazy, though. And just the way kids, like, you know, simulate things. It's it's definitely funny to watch, Mm -hmm. like, their minds work, and then you're trying to figure out how they're doing their thing. Like, one time Kira was telling, like, the, the grass is, she was like, the grass is is gray. I was like, the grass is gray. Grass is, first of all, I was like, the grass is green. Mm-hmm. It's not gray. And she's like, well, no, but at dark time, it looks more gray. And oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh. Kids, man. You are so they, right. <laughs> sometimes I say the, the rightest thing ever, the righteous thing ever, and then sometimes I just say the meanest thing ever. Oh, yeah. That's actually how I got started in the gym. We always talk about that. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so if you guys... Uh, the let, story, him, let him tell it. I, I gotta, I gotta okay. prep it up. So, no, the uh, the whole idea of Ceratops, how it's starting up is, you know, breaking your pattern and, you know, breaking your bad habits, how to get started with, you know, whatever journey you're on, whether it be fitness, um, being creative, drawing art, being healthy, being healthy, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, start a business, you know, there has to be a story behind it or there has to be a reason why you start these things, right? So I want you guys to listen to Cliff's uh, very story. Very interesting story. Very interesting, very... I guess um, comedic. Uh, no, no, inspired, ins- inspirational, inspiring, inspiring, yeah. uh, inspiring story. Go ahead, Cliff. <laughs> yeah. So um, back in like December of 2016, uh, I I I was trying to convince myself like I was still in very good shape, and 
my daughter uh, literally poked me in the stomach, and she was like, Daddy, you're kind of fluffy. And then, like... Oh, fluffy or squid? I thought it was... Oh, squishy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're kind of squishy. And then, like, my wife laughed, and at that moment, I was like, you know what, this is a... Uh, this is not. This is not working out. He stood up. Yep. He's like, this is like, unacceptable. You cannot talk to me like that. No, I was kidding. He was. <laughs> and I was like, I can't do this now. I can't do this anymore. I was like, I gotta get in shape. And it just happened the next day. Like, uh, a flyer came in for like retro fitness. Yeah, you you did say December twenty sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it, it opened twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, January twenty seventeen. Yeah. And I remember going into the gym like two weeks later, and then like just going in. I was like, all right, I'm, I gotta get in the gym, lift. Yeah. <laughs> and then like I lost, I lost fifty pounds. Yeah, like, I went yeah, from I mean, 230 to 180. I think it was there for most of it. Yep. Yeah. And then, like, I went from... It was a very impressive I went from story. 180 to 210. <laughs> Shit, there you go. Like, I gained it back, but, like, I actually put on, like, 15 pounds of muscle, which is... That's good. Yeah, no, was, that's good. sweet. I'm, now, a lot of times, you know, if, if you go, like, consistently to your gym and, you know, you've noticed you've lost a lot of pounds and you gained some back, that's, chances are that's probably most likely your muscle gaining. Yeah. So... Muscle weighs more than just fat. Head, just an FYI there. <laughs> so, don't... Don't be too worried about you getting back your fat unless you're like you're you're like me eating like donuts every day or like eating Dunkin' Donuts every day. Yeah, like you know fried chicken. Up. Yeah, things like chicken, that. I, I, that's, like, <laughs> that's like my advice right now. Is like it's crazy. I just like I love chicken tenders, and so like I'll go to like because I work for, I work for a craft. Right? Is this a craving right now for you? Or? Yeah, it's weird. Like I'll walk into like a giant or like a Safeway or in a Weiss yeah. or like even Walmart, and I'm like, yo, I need chicken tenders. No, like the other day, this was literally like two weeks ago when. I think I told you I went to KFC, KFC. Like, I told her, like, for a good week, we can have us, like, for some reason, I just crave fried chicken. I don't know why. It, you it guys just... were probably on your period. Oh, probably. Man yeah. period. Yeah, yeah, me and him. <laughs> same time, so. on, you, on man periods, you just crave chicken. Oh, yeah. man period. <laughs> Not chocolates. Well, no. I don't want some chocolates. No, now good. you're starting okay. your woman period. Okay. You know what? I don't care. Oh. I don't care. Um... But yeah, that's no. a communication thing. What? <laughs> that goes back to the communication thing. What? Periods. <laughs> oh gosh. Go it's, on. It's, I mean, we could get into that if you guys want to. Wait, no, it's funny. It's actually thing? so. What's crazy? No, it's actually as we're talking, I forgot that I wrote on the board that I was supposed to make a biscuits and gravy casserole today, and like it's already six o'clock. And my oh, wife's shit. like, "Are you coming home?" And I'm like, "Uh, yeah." So I'm recording this podcast. Sorry. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, I would be mad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, at this point, like my wife's. Oh, not too bad. We're fifty minutes in. Yeah, my yeah. wife's probably gonna call and piss off about it. Oh no! Sorry. I mean, you can leave. Bye. Mm. I mean, yeah. Bye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, let's get into the last topic before I got to introduce it in the beginning. Yeah, but, that's um, fine. Yeah, topic. I like in my... this. I like this setup more, where we're kind of free flowing and yeah, don't yeah, yeah. really preface anything. Yeah, yeah there's I like, like no more. like deadlines or anything like that. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but I do want to get into a topic that I just heard on radio the other day, and I guess I kind of saw it on Facebook also. It's um, about Victoria's Secrets and how the, I guess the company got, no. I found like these stories like last week, it was the Southwest, yeah. and then this time is Victoria's Secret. Um, like they got fired at for, you know, not, I guess, not accepting transgender, not, no. Not showcasing uh, transgender um, models and plus size models. Okay, so I have a question. Right. So I get the whole, like, there's not a lot of representation for plus sized individuals. So was this backlash at Victoria's Secret for transgender models, was that just out of the blue or was that spawned by something? Like, did they openly say something about trans men and women? They had a show 
last week. Like a fashion show? The fashion show last week. And I think either the CEO or one of the chairman say something or tweeted something about um, not having transgender models on there. Like not allowing And then them. later on, you know, after the backlash, you know, he apologized, publicly apologized. And he said that it's not that we don't want to show transgender um, models. It's just we we ha- we have accepted applications. It's just that they don't they didn't make it through. Mm-hmm. Or you know it's just and I'm just thinking like you know it. It's like people, in a sense, I get where they're going with it, like saying things like you know you guys are not representing blah blah blah. But I'm just thinking that their company was you know it's based on a certain image. You okay. know what I mean. It's based on a certain image. Like for us, you know, for serotonics and fitness, uh, we have a fitness image that you know, we have to uphold in a sense. Um, and I get it. It's 21st century. It's 2018. But at the same time, you don't apply for a job if the, on the job. Like let's say, you know, how on the applications that, you know, you have to be like um, be able to lift like 50 pounds or something like that, whether it be like a... Boxes or Yeah, things furniture. like that. Like if something is not like... I don't know. I, I So... I, I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I think it's important to be an inclusive industry, especially when you have to realize that not every woman is a perfect hourglass. Yeah, no. Or not every person who wants to model lingerie for Victoria's no, Secret no, I totally has understand that, that perfect body shape. Right. So, that being said, and I, I don't know because I haven't had to shop for plus-size clothing, I'm not sure if Victoria's Secret even offers plus-size clothing. Mm-hmm. So that starts a whole new conversation about how they should be more inclusive with their sizing and to to market that sizing my whole like marketing graphic design side is coming in but like to market the plus size stuff that they offer Mm -hmm. they should have plus size people modeling it this makes me think of commercials for razors for women when they have a woman shaving her leg but she has no hair on her leg so how do you know the razor (laughs) operates well like that's my thing so yeah, I, that's pretty much what I have to say. I mean, about that. what do you mean? What do you have any opinions on that? No, I mean, is, we. So it's crazy for me because, like, you know, being an '80s kid and coming into the '90s and the 2000s, like things have changed so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like in the world, like just industry-wise and in the worldwide. So I definitely think like uh, an inclusive feature has to happen, right? Just because, you know, back in, I remember like when like stick women were like the thing, and everybody was talking about how hot it was, and then like. You know, Sir Mix a lot came along with his song, and like it kind of just changed things. Let's be yeah. real. Yeah. And I just think about like, you know, we we keep making these steps, right? And we mm-hmm. keep making these journeys. But the like, to me, and I know this is gonna be kind of like on, on a whole different type of subject, t- uh, touch on a different subject. But we have to like not villainize people at the same time yeah. that we're trying to include people, right? So like, I me like, you know, shit. My name is Clifford Miller, and I'm half Latin, but then like. <laughs> I joke about all the time that we're not including, you know, I don't want people to think when they look at me, they're like, oh, this white kid. Mm. Like, well, first of all, you don't know anything about me. Yeah. Right? And that's what I'm talking about, like, the inclusive part. That's a good and point. I think, I think when it comes to, like, the Victoria's Secret, right, um, it's, you know, you, they they have this list and they have all these ideas of people who don't want to be on there, right? Right. Whether it's, you know, transgender or even if it's just, like, stick figures or girls with curves, right? Like, they just, I don't know, and Victoria's me, Secret has to learn. To well, learn. let me let me clarify on, this is, a, this is one of the articles <laughs> right now. It's by Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, hours before the 2018 Victoria's Secret fashion show, um, one of the, the chief marketing officer, 
um, Ed Rezik, and he was asked a question. You know, he was asked to explain why you know the the show didn't include transgender or plus size models. Mm-hmm. So he responded by uh, saying that um, trans and plus size women do not exclaim. Exemplify the fantasy that Victoria's Secret is trying to sell, and um, and shouldn't you have transsexual? No, hold on. Okay, and he also say that he and Victoria, the uh, the team have previously thought of casting trans and plus size models, but ultimately decided against doing so. And he also clarified that he they have a sister division, Lane Bryant. Okay. That uh kind of that sells plus size lingerie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it has its own you know audience that yeah. they want to target. Yeah. So I get I get where he's co- he's coming from, and at the same time it's you know you got you got to watch you know this is this is an exe- a perfect example of you know being in social media and just being on the news and being in the public there, eye in the public eye. You got to be careful what you say and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's definitely it's insane, man. Like we we've come to there's like two parts of it that are with me, right? One, we should definitely be inclusive. Right, right. right. But then on the other side, like, people got to stop being so soft. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it's incredibly crazy to me. Like, the people whole Kevin, so the, well, the Kevin Hart thing. Offended. Right? So, wait, what happened with Kevin so Hart? So, Kevin Hart like, uh, was selected, Kevin Hart was selected to be uh, the host of the Oscars. Right. right. But as soon as he gets selected to be the host of the Oscars, uh, the LGBTQ community puts up all these tweets about what he did in, like, 2009, 2010. Right? So, stuff from, like, eight, seven, eight years ago. They just call him out. And then they asked for him to step down. And so the Academy Awards come back to Kevin Hart and said, hey, apologize for these tweets. He said no. And he just, he put out a tweet about, or he put out an Instagram post about, if you don't believe people can change, then something's wrong with you, right? He didn't mm-hmm. really say sorry. Um, so then the Academy Awards get a hold of him again. They said, hey, either apologize for these tweets or we're going to have to find a different host. Mm-hmm. And he says, find a different host. Wow. Because in this world, like, that's the thing, though. In this world, like, we... There's certain things you can't say, right? right we understand right. there are certain connotations with everything that happens, whether it's like the N word, or if you use a homophobic slur, right. or hate crimes. Hate crimes, yeah, just in general. But we have to remember that, like, it was something that Joe Rogan said on his podcast with uh, Philip DeFranco um, on the Joe Rogan Experience. He said it. He's like, you know, like you have to take everything in in context, right? Right. And of course, yeah. You can't you can't just sit back and be like, oh, like if I if I was like, man, that's gay, like. Yeah, that's that's one way of taking it. Mm-hmm. But if I look at someone as like, you know what you're doing right now is gay. Like, there's two different ways you can really yeah. take it. But the thing is, is like ultimately what happens is that we get we get offended, and when you're in the spotlight, you're exemplified. It's, yeah, you're magnified so much, and goes, it feel bad. This goes towards like just uh, being a streamer or just trying to be a streamer. Like I try to stream and like record my video games and stuff like that, and I'm afraid. Like you know, like when I play with my friends, like I'm off stream or whatever, mm-hmm. and a lot of my it's not that. I'm racist or anything like that. It's just that, like, we just slur out, like, different words. Like, when you're playing a game, it's just, like, it just comes out. Yeah. It's not, like, you gotta look at the context. So, like, let's say if, if someone hears from another room, it's, like, I'll say that's, like, that's stupid, that's gay, you know, and they don't see me playing a real game, they would think, okay, this guy's probably, like, a homophobe or something right, like right, that, right. you know what I mean? And <laughs> I'm just, like, it's just that I feel like 90% of the, the gamers will say certain things that they don't mean. Well, like, you know, yeah, and like, here's like another part, right? So, um, Mac Miller, right? Rest in peace. Yeah, he passed away. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that people did was they attacked Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they told oh, that it was her God. fault. And that they wanted an apology. That, for what? And why are you asking so for an apology for, for Mac Miller? 
I felt so bad. I mean, like, for her, bro. Just, and that's what I'm saying though. Like if you look at this world, man, like we have we have all these extremist people, right? And they're extremist people, regardless oh, of what yeah. you say, right? So we have all these extremist fans from Mac Miller, right? And they are out here throwing bombs at on Ariana Grande. But then you have Ariana Grande fans who are out throwing bombs at Pete Davidson, right? For for his stuff that he's yeah. doing on, yeah. right? Then you have Pete David fans who are attacking this person or that person, right? And we have all these people who are throwing all these bombs. But in the end, like, Pete Davidson didn't ask for an apology. Ariana Grande didn't ask for an apology. Mac Miller can't ask for an apology. Like, why are you so pissed? Mm. Why are you, as a fan, pissed on behalf of somebody else who's not pissed? Mm-hmm. Just or just not acknowledging yeah, it. Yeah, they don't, they don't, yeah. They don't care. I get your point. Yeah. I really do. And, you know, we were talking about hate crimes and things like that. Like, I'm not going to get into too many details. Um, I listen even, to... even just talking about it like this, just feel like... Yeah. It feels funky. It, it's, it feels weird. It yeah, is weird. But, like, also, like, what I'm about to mention is a little, like, trigger-y. Right. So, um, I listen... Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No, go ahead. It depends on how you put it. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, I was listening to... Well, I as the listeners probably know, I listen to a lot of crime... True crime podcasts. And I find true crime interesting and intriguing and I, I want to like get into the mind of the person who committed the crime oh, yeah. just right, to right. see what they've done and I mean, why they how, did it that's how um i guess investigators investigators yeah you know, solve crime yeah so um in this one episode they talk like their theme for the episode because it's two people who record um and it's it's called blood and wine um so the it's a brother and sister that record and they each present a story in the episode and this week's theme that the, for the episode that I'm on is um, murderers next door, so like someone in your neighborhood oh. who you would never imagine. Oh, right. So in this like in this <laughs> oh my god, in this specific case, the brother uh, talked about a story where it was an older man who um, lived with his partner. They were they were gay. Okay. So. They, they were in a relationship. Right. And their next door neighbor is a Lebanese family. Mm-hmm. And they came from Lebanon for asylum to America because they were Christian. Mm-hmm. They practiced the Christian faith. And people in Lebanon, their neighbors, I guess, I can't say for sure, um, didn't approve of that. Right, okay. The fact, And I'm assuming I might be a little off, but majority of Lebanese people are Muslim. So uh, that's always simple, yeah. So, um, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but in the case, they live next door to each other, mm-hmm. and the one guy I can't I can't remember either of their names, and the bad guy is a trash person, so I don't need to remember his name. <laughs> um, the decent guy was friends with the Lebanese guy. Like the guy was the son was 37, and his mom they like the whole family lived together, right. and they ran like this really well-to-do restaurant. Okay, and the partner came and moved in later. The partner was the bad guy. Mm. Partner, I don't, it it might just be me, but they are a gay couple. Mm -hmm. But he, partner was a complete racist. He was actively and verbally and physically abusive to this Lebanese family to the point where he ran over the mother with his car and shot the son several times. Jeez, damn. Yeah. True. So I don't know if this is just my, like, the way my mind works or society or whatever, but it was hard for me to believe that a gay person right. who has been through so much struggle himself in Look finding his identity and sharing that with other people, right. though you shouldn't feel forced to share your identity, no matter yeah, what sexuality no, you reminds, are. But 
he he felt that he, I don't know, but it just seemed weird to me that being a gay person, right? He was a racist. Yeah, this this kind of reminds well, me of a um, an episode. I think it's Judge Judy or something like that it was shown all, all over Facebook, and the daughter is suing her mom because she came to her ro- her work and asking for like okay, so the do- little background. The daughter, the both, um, she's black. Her mom's black, and so she ran away from home or moved away from home because she didn't want to be black. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, she didn't want to be black, so her mom went out to see her, you know, trying to get reconnect, whatever. Yeah. Went to, she went to her work, and um, you no, know, apparently she, according to the daughter, the mom is making a, a ruckus, you know, at her work and you know, cost her money, blah 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 blah. So she's suing her mom. Because her mom just was just trying to see her daughter. Yeah. So they went to judge Judge Judy, and uh, Judge Judy was like, "Well, you know what? I'm not gonna. Um, she, your mom's not gonna pay you. You're gonna pay your mom because this is unacceptable. Like you're black. You know. Like she was like literally the daughter was literally just degrading um, her identity as a black American or yeah, African American. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I know yeah, what you're talking I, I about. I feel like so people have seen this before and, you know, it's... She just it's, refused to accept that yeah. she was African American. And, like, you don't think, like, you know, like, going through that hardship or, you know, because she, she's well off now, the yeah. daughter's well off now, yeah. and so she didn't want to be her mom, be like her mom, things like that. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Do you have any well, thoughts on that? No. That's, that's a wild story to me. Like, your story is definitely crazy from, like, the, the true crime series, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, I just... To me, I think um, you, you just never know like what people like what people will like and what don't like, right? Just because, mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, just because you're a person, yeah, doesn't mean like you could be a gay person, but doesn't mean that you're not gonna dislike somebody, right? Yeah, you might have no, had a bad I, experience with somebody. Yeah. You know, it's just crazy to think like what people are gonna be inside of like uh, inside their own little closet, yeah, right? like their what their world. layers are. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're like you're like, oh well, I'm gay. Okay, well, I wonder, I wonder what would have happened had like the the family from Lebanon would have said something well we don't like gay people and the then what what would have popped off mm. I, I because agree. they were accepting because the way it sounds is that they were accepting of yeah of they them. were friends with the non-horrible partner yeah, yeah, yeah. They, the, the son was 37 and these guys were maybe I think by the time the guy who committed the crime got arrested and went to prison and everything he was in his 60s mm-hmm. um, but like the guy was in his late 30s the son right um, I think his name was Khaled and he was just like a, a neighborly person to the non-horrible partner. Right. Mm. So I, there's a bunch of layers to people, and I think it's just a really interesting thing to bring up last minute in the episode. You know what's so funny though is I was thinking about this right, and we, we I kind of I kind of like made this hint right, and I was kind of like trying to find a way to like ask this question right, like so with you guys right being like an interracial couple, like did you? Do you notice that friends talk to you guys differently? Like, does, does, like, one set of friends, like, talk to you differently than they would talk to Loy? Or do you guys find that, like, all your guys' circle is pretty, like, tick, like... We kind of like, touched on that a little bit last yeah, week. Yeah, um, yeah. You want to go on this? I mean, given that, like, we're out of college, we're not in that school space, so mm-hmm. we don't spend a whole lot of time in the same space as our friends. Right. And when we do, like... We don't have a whole lot of friends, and that's not a bad thing. I'm like, you have a few select friends, and I have a few select friends that we have sort of consistently hung out with since college ended. Mm-hmm. And given that it's like two people for me, like Zoha and Devanchi, and given that you have a roommate, Ethan, and Cliff comes over every week for Serotonics, like, right. 
we've kind of combined our groups in a way because it's not too difficult with just two or three people on each end and because like my groups like my friends they might be like similar backgrounds to me and loy has pretty diverse group of friends like our races have never really come into question because we do have a lot of diverse friends right so like and being such a small group of people like it it was easy to mesh together Mm -hmm. for me it's just funny how you talk about like your guys' diverse friends because like i've like the way i got in touch with you guys right was through chris mack and shout out chris mack yep chris mack and chris mack with a baby and ethan (laughs) Right, so yeah, like I met Ethan. I remember Ethan and Gabe were working out, and I started talking to them, and then they introduced me to Chris, which then introduced me to you. Right, which is crazy. Crazy enough, when I was working at when I was working at a different company, I had met Helen, who then you knew, <laughs> and then Zohan, Zohan Zoh- knew as well. Yeah, and then it was just funny, like how you know it's funny because like I tell people all the time, like I network really, really well. Yeah, and people don't realize like how well I really do network, and like I I can get dropped somewhere and somehow like. Yeah this friend will connect that friend who then has this friend. Right. And then, like, it's I know like a bunch of triangles, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I understand, like, as far as diversity goes, man, like, my friends are, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I got dropped in uh, Chicago uh, earlier this year, right, as for, like, a training program. And uh, I told, I was, I was, I was kind of, I don't know, I was, I was drunk, first of all. <laughs> I'll put that out there. But I was bragging about it. I was like, I can be networked anywhere and I can just, I can make friends. Yeah. And this one kid was like, uh, I don't believe you. Yeah. Do you know anybody who lives in Chicago? And it's actually, actually, I know this guy named Sean Spann, who was a lead singer of a band called I'm the Breather. Oh. And he, he did Warped Tour. Oh. And so this kid goes, I love that band. Sean Spann is my favorite singer. <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, really? So like, I called my buddy Sean and I was like, hey man, I just want to let you know, I probably found your biggest fan. He's like, well, I hit it all the time. So I hand the phone over to this kid. This kid, is this really Sean's man? Oh my God, I'm your biggest fan, man. Like you one time, you kicked me in the face while we were crowd surfing. It was so amazing. I was like, oh was my so God. Amazing. This kid kicked me in the face. But then like, but then the funny thing was like five minutes later, there was another girl I was talking to. and Or it was that guy. And I was talking to another, I was talking to a girl. And uh, she was a cheerleader for the Tampa Bay Lightning, right? The pro hockey team. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's cool. So we started talking about, you know, hockey and stuff. Yeah. I was like, wait, you said you were the Lightning? She's like, yeah. I was like, do you know Brandon Fowler? He's like the spokesperson for like the military with Tampa. And she was like, yeah. Holy and shit. Sure, yeah. And I was like, that's me and Brandon, Brandon and I were in the military together. We actually, we actually were in the same, uh, we, and, we were in the same uh, tech school together. Oh, wow. oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. So it was just so funny, like how the like, networks work no, out. No, it, it really works. It, it, it really is an important concept that many people kind of overlook at whether you know whether you want to go to college or go find a job or start a business networking is really the number one key in you know trying to expand yourself yeah you know what i mean and you know like you may know this one person who does this and who knows this person who's you know who can really help you out and you know and with serotonin that was the thing that with us you know we we try to connect with people who have different backgrounds and you know who have, who have different skills, different interests, you know, mm-hmm. that can combine into a one thing, one platform, things like that. And you know, it's a good thing that you brought up networking because it really ties into like whatever you do. Right. Mm-hmm. It does. And the whole like idea of six degrees of separation. Like yep. you're always six degrees away from knowing someone who knows somebody. Who yep. kno- yeah, exactly. Yep. Um. So waiting to find a person who knows Trump, so I can ask him like. What's going on? Go down <laughs> south, you probably find someone. Right. <laughs> I, I don't think I have to go down south. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I can find someone right here. That's true. 
Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. That was a good episode. Yeah, I really liked it. That was a it. very good episode. We talked about family. Uh, parenting. That's about it. No, I was getting parenting. Some, uh, Crimes. Murder. Yeah, we touched on a little bit. Like it's Sexuality. Like, can I help you? It's really, we talk about anything and everything. And we also figure it out at the same time. Kind of. Yeah. yeah. We try a little to, bit. Try to figure out. Try to weed through the path a little yeah. bit. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up then. Yeah. Thanks right. for joining us today, Cliff. Thank you, Cliff. You yeah, want to give yourself you. a little quick shout out, real quick? Yeah. So, um, guys, don't forget to uh, follow me on Snapchat, Instagram, or even Twitter at cm underscore miller eighty uh, five. And then you guys can catch my podcast as well uh, at Frank and Culture with uh, Frank and Steiner, and as well as Get the KO. And last but not least, I always kind of try to do shouts. I know like, you guys probably don't know, but uh, just. Make sure that you guys reach out to a veteran or just somebody in the service. Mm. Tell them that you love them or tell them that you care about them. That's another care, uh, especially this time of the holidays. It's really tough. Yeah. I'm one of the people who suffers from, uh, you know, seasonal depression, and I'm very open about it. I talk about it all the time, but just make sure you reach out to someone. Just let them know you care. You know, it's it's important to us, and then you know, just show love to the guys who are overseas as well as home front. Just make sure you just let them know that you're there for them. That's, That's awesome. true. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, All right, well, let's wrap it up then. We always forget to do this at the beginning of the episode, so we have to get in the habit of it. But um, oh, if you guys want to reach out to us, uh, feel free to email us at cihypodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at cihypodcast. Uh, you can follow our individual Instagrams. Those are in the bio of our podcast Instagram as well. Um, Patreon, we started that a couple weeks ago. Um, again, don't feel forced to uh, support. We appreciate any support, whether it's verbal you know, follows, subscriptions, reviews, ratings, or if you can, um, we'd really appreciate it if you could uh, do financial support. Uh, we have a minimum tier of $3, and that's the only one per month, um, and you'll get access to freebies, extra content, who knows, bloopers if we ever have them. Um, and oh, yeah, like, we we'll definitely will. Yeah, we always. <laughs> uh, and first access to, like, any big announcements that we have. When um, we, uh, this reminded me real quick, if we ever get to the point where we can make merch, I really want us to make a shirt that says "Live your life, pick your nose." <laughs> <laughs> Live your life, pick hey, your nose. <laughs> Live that life. <laughs> Week thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, that that about wraps it up. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you did great with that one, so I didn't want to say anything else. Yeah, I got that's it. About it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, let's uh, let's finish it then. Uh, again, thank you so much, Cliff. And honestly, we would love to have you back here again because, yeah. like. You're you're, what's it what's the word conversationalist? Yeah. And just listening to your stories, <laughs> like, yeah, so much stories. It's very fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, it was definitely a lot of fun, and that's it for episode I, thirteen. Episode thirteen of Can I help you? The end. Bye. Bye. Bye.